Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At homethreads.com, Discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. I recently in New Jersey just got a um, frappuccino for dessert. And I got it decaf because I knew I would be up all night if I got it. Even though it has a little, I'm still too young to have it at night. But if it was like in the morning as a tree, I might, I might get caffeine. Do you remember things we've done together? Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Today we're talking about caffeine, which we both are addicted to. We love it. <laughs> Can you hear that? Is that your... Oh, you're having iced coffee this morning. I am, and Ooh, I don't usually. Can I tell you why, though? Yeah. So I'm, I made a cup of hot coffee that made me very happy, okay. and then I came back to it, and it was like terrible room temperature coffee. Oh, sometimes that happens. Yeah. And I think it happens a lot to us moms. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there a meme about that? I think there's like 27 memes about that actually. So Um, I'm someplace where there isn't a microwave and I didn't want to dirty a pot because I knew we were recording. So I just, I just filled a glass with ice because I'm going to keep going with my morning coffee. Smart thinking mama. (laughs) I also want to say This is weird that I want to talk about your coffee routine, but I just think it's really sweet because Mike makes coffee for you most mornings. Every morning. And like when I was staying with you guys last winter, he like very dutifully was like, let me make you a coffee (laughs) Um, every morning. And I was like, you really don't have to. I know you're trying to get ready for work. He's like, no, it's my pleasure. It's cute. It's very cute. And you guys do like latte machine. So that's sort of like the coffee of choice at your house. We've talked about it before. Well, for me, we drink different coffees. Oh, what does Mike drink? He only drinks cold brew all winter. Oh. He's cold all year round. I'm hot all year round. Wow. Okay. Okay. So he takes cold brew from the fridge and I feel awful. But since this podcast is all about being honest and real- I actually came to coffee a little bit later. Okay, me too. Right? So I didn't come with this like acclimated palate. I really was like, it was actually, I think it was actually after I had Isaac. Either way, I was like, I need this to stay awake. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, yeah. That's what I remember. I didn't drink coffee through college or anything. Yep. So I just wanted a coffee that tasted really good. And to me, at this point, there is a Nespresso coffee pod that I've been drinking for years that I just really love the taste of. And I'm not like excited about figuring out another coffee that I really love the taste of. And Wait, I just have you- one cup a day. So I stick with it and I use pods and it's terrible and I have to stop. But isn't Nespresso the one pod that you can actually like send them back and they yep. recycle them? Do. So there's a little bit of Meh. something there. It's really t- like this whole subject of waste and what we re what we can cut down on. It's really tough. We talked about this with Roe of Brown Kids and it's actually one of our most popular episodes. And I think sometimes you have to do the things that you can <laughs> to counterbalance yeah. the things that you can't change or don't want to change. So You're so I don't right. think it's the worst thing ever. And I feel like as my kids get older, now I'm having more space to start incorporating different things into my life that felt like a challenge before. So, you know, I want to start composting. And when you can get biodegradable filters and coffee grounds are great for composting, it just seems silly to be using pods. But that, you know, that's me. And I've been using them for years. So no judgment for those of you who love your pods and want to stay with it. And there are lots of options. Actually, maybe we should look some up and link to them in the show notes for biodegradable pods and reusable pods. Yeah, and we should link to your coffee frother too, which we linked to um, before. We just do regular drip coffee, and also Brian is our coffee person. (laughs) But, like, it's uh, sometimes, like, a thing that we argue about because if I, like, try to be generous with air quotes around it (laughs) and, like, get up and make coffee for him or, like, prep the coffee the night before and make it like he always has a complaint about how I make the coffee. What? Like, I don't do it. Remember that he's a Virgo and it's a very like control thing where it's like just not the way that he would do it. It's not always that it's bad. Although sometimes it is bad because I don't do it every day. Yes. I'm not like it's not a muscle memory for me. And so like sometimes I put too much water in or like I don't use the filtered water from the fridge <laughs> to fill the pitcher, which is really important to Brian. Yeah. Um, so that's his, he makes us coffee in the morning and it's nice. That is I'm nice. grateful to him for that. I try to remind myself that when I'm annoyed that he doesn't do other stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. <sighs> um, make the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee. And that is not small, Megan. Because it's not coffee small. is a big deal. And actually that's what we're going to talk about today. But How not coffee's... as a mom, but not as a mom meme. We're really going to yeah. talk about kids and coffee or kids and caffeine, right? And then for super fun, and it's so darling, we got Isaac, your oldest, (laughs) on the line and we talked to him about coffee. And it was just like the really, like really the sweetest interview. Like you could tell he was taking it really seriously, even though his mom was on the line. And sometimes I felt like- if he did a good job. Oh, he did a great job. I know. Um, but sometimes you were very momming him. So I can't wait for us to listen to that. You know, I like, there was a time when I would be like, oh, I was like, "Mm, yeah, that's right. I was momming you. Like I'm your mom. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Trying not to keep them trying to keep the curse words in right now. You know, tween and teen, there's just such a funny line. This is true all through childhood, of course. Yes. But there's just such a funny line between like, I am your friend and we want to be close and we do want to talk. But you know what? Like, I'm your parent. And like, yeah, right. I'm not your friend. Yeah. And you think you don't need guidance, but actually you do. Yeah. But it's a kind of guidance that has to be flexible and kind of broad, like a framework to help keep him contained, but then also room for him to find his own way. So yeah, it's, it's always a balancing act, but this coffee thing, I feel a little bit like he played it down. He did. He did. 100%. I got that vibe too. That's not my perspective. And everybody has a different perspective. The truth is somewhere in between. For me, I really feel like he's been starting to push the caffeine thing more. I think he told the truth, but he played it down and I feel like it's a little bit more intense. Yeah. It's a good, it's kind of like a nice first boundary to test, right? Like it's not alcohol. Yeah. It's a different sort of substance and it's readily available. And we were, the reason we we put this on the schedule is like we were talking about how Ella, who's almost eight, 
is like really obsessed with the idea of Starbucks and like going to Starbucks and having a drink. She's not, she's obviously not drinking coffee yet, but it's just funny that she, like as an eight-year-old, she's sort of trying to emulate people who are like teens and tweens who she sees drinking coffee or drinking Starbucks. And so that's what got us, got me so curious about this like obsession. I, I think it's an obsession of like teens and tweens and specifically Starbucks, it seems, according to Isaac. It's not about any other coffee shop. I was like, yeah. you, can't, you can't go to something cool in Brooklyn? He's like, no, we just I, go to Starbucks. I think coffee has become such a huge part of our culture. And Starbucks yes. is like the Disneyland. And I don't mean that in a bad way, necessarily. Like the Disneyland of coffee culture. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? It makes it, it's very accessible. It's very fun. There are lots of choices. It's the same everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, and it's a way for younger people to engage in this culture. Yeah. This cultural phenomenon. It's some autonomy, right, too? Like, they get to have their own thing. We talk about all this with Isaac, so I shouldn't give it all away. I should do – we should do two things before we dive in because you have some really great research to share with us. I do. Because you're really – like, you're in the thick of it. I'm just having fun ordering, like, tie-dye frappuccinos and turning my (laughs) nose up at how gross they smell. But two things. We want to make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now because we have a really great back-to-school and holiday season planned for you guys. And we don't want you to miss anything. Um, and uh, the second thing is that we have a really new to us podcast that we wanted to share. And this one comes, Stacey, from your friend Kristen Chase, who is part of Cool Mom Picks and Cool Mom Eats, where you used to work. And she has another podcast, which I'm totally blinking on the Spond. name. Of. <laughs> Spond, Spond. Yes. But this is a really cool new one. Yeah. So Kristen has been working um, with another organization called One Tough Bee, and that's their URL. You can find them on social media as One Tough Bee, one spelled out. And this podcast, it's called Real Women, Real Stories. And every week they just share stories of amazing women. Honestly, that's it. And it's just so inspiring. So let's hear more directly from Kristen. everyone. This is Kristen Chase, the host of Real Women, Real Stories. We're excited to be launching our second season on September 5th with more inspiring stories from women. Until then, we wanted to share a little bit of what we've been working on. Meet Krizel, founder of Everyday Women, whose troubled teen years landed her into nursing assistant school. It got so bad that I didn't really make most of my senior year. Like, I honestly don't even know how I graduated because they were saying that I missed so much school and I had to redo all the hours, like, after school. I had to do an extracurricular program that allowed me to make up my credits. And I remember there were only two options. There was nursing assistant and there was welding. I was like, I do not want to be a nurse. I do not want to have that life that my mom has. But then I also didn't want to do welding. And at this point, my mom kind of stepped in and was like, no, you're doing nurse assistant, and that's that. Little did she know that it would change her life. For me, self-love was a hard thing to grasp. It took a lot for me to understand what it really was, why I'm worthy and deserving of anything that I want in my life, and just to be happy, period. Make sure you're a subscriber and tune in on September 5th when we launch season two of Real Women, Real Stories. Thanks for your support. Okay, before we hear from Isaac, I want to know, Stacey, what your stance, I don't want to call it stance because that sounds like hard and fast, but like, what's your what's your framework, as you said, for navigating this idea of like coffee, caffeine, tweens, it's a, it's a, it's a controlled substance. <laughs> um, I, it is actually, it's like addictive, right? It's yeah. kind of, so again, I'm really, I've taken so many lessons from our interview with Jill Castle from our very yes. first season way back when, where she talked to us about sugar, that really it's about, especially when you have a tween who's old enough to get this cognitively. It's really for me about having the conversation. And, you know, like you said, I was momming Isaac. People will hear, like, this is honest. You're going to hear me and Isaac just like jump into conversation. There are times when I like correct him and I mom him, 
but I am trying and it's a work in progress of really just trying to inform him. And that means also informing myself because it's very interesting. One of the things that I had heard that I think is still a popular belief is that caffeine can stunt your growth if you take too much in at too early an age. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that many consider that a myth. Now, I will just say that there isn't a whole lot of research done on caffeine and young people. So I suppose it's possible that it does stunt your growth, but we have no evidence of that. And it's now popularly thought that that is not the case. And you'll hear Isaac talk about it and he thinks it does stunt your growth. And that's something that he got for me way back when, right? Right. So it's really about, you know, as your kid, for me, I think, as your kid becomes interested in these things, making sure that you're up to date on the info and that you're kind of thinking about where it fits in your framework about how you want to think about food at home and not just food, but what is well-being, you know, especially in this time when there's so much I don't even know what the right word is. It's not even conflicting information, but with like anti-diet culture and, you know, health at every size, like what does healthy mean in your house? Because it does seem like there's kind of an appending of this idea that there's a universal way to be healthy. Yes. Hopefully, right? right? Hopefully. So that's what I've really been doing. I've been doing a little bit of research that I'm going to share with you quickly trying to like incorporate it into like how we think about food and what like my food values are at home and with my family and then pass that to him. And then just like with everything else, freaking hope that they listen (laughs) and decide (laughs) smartly after that. Like what else can I do? I love that you said like our family food values, like that's how we're framing everything. Cause that makes, I think that makes it a lot easier. And also like, what do you do? I don't think of you as a person who drinks a pot of coffee. I know Mike drinks a lot of coffee, but so you're already like modeling the best behavior around how you're drinking coffee, right? And how you're consuming caffeine. And I have to say that Mike's intake, Mike has done like gone through a lot of changes in the last six months. Yeah. Like from really like concentrating very hard on getting fit and some other like things in his life. And ever since a couple of major things in his life have fallen into place around his physical and mental health, his coffee intake has dramatically decreased, which we both talked about and think is really interesting. It's very interesting. He doesn't feel like he needs it. Like he's less tired. Before he was really, he loves coffee and there's a ritual for him, as I think there is for many of us. But the other coffees, the Trenta from Starbucks in the middle of the day... That was fighting exhaustion. Yeah. And mental Which Isaac fatigue. talked about. So that's really interesting. That yeah. It's and he changed. doesn't he doesn't need that anymore. So anyway. That's awesome. So the research shows the big thing, uh, well, it was a big thing for me. It does not stunt your growth. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> quite told Isaac yet because I have to say that that little bit of misinformation has worked in my favor. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what would you, what else can you, what else can you use if you want to (laughs) sort of like temper their journey into caffeine? I do this, and this may not come up in the research, but my question would be, is like, there's something about caffeine and starting caffeine at an early age that disrupts their circadian, circadian rhythm um, as far as like their natural sleep and wakefulness patterns. I would imagine so. I think it messes with ours. <laughs> right? I know I can't drink coffee after a certain time of the day. So yeah, I, I'm curious if anyone will ever do a research study about that as we start to understand how important sleep is well, you for know our health. Interesting is that I think a lot of, my sense is that a lot of families don't take sleep very seriously. And, you know, I don't say that in a judgy way. I just think we're learning now, like how incredibly important a huge amount of sleep is. Yeah. We've all known sleep is important, but you're like, oh, it's six, seven hours. It's fine. Like, no, tweens need hours and hours of sleep. Yeah. And uninterrupted quality. Yeah. The quality makes a difference. And when they're like having lots of screen time and they're drinking lots of caffeine and having lots of sugar, that can really throw that off. I mean, I say they, (laughs) 
But I also know that that's very true for me as someone who's like struggled with insomnia and like mental health issues. Like getting good sleep is the most important thing that I can do for myself outside of exercise and diet. Totally. The other thing that I think is interesting, I hate that fear mongering. The, yeah. so the I don't want to say the media because I don't believe in a also like, we're monolith. Part of the media. So. I know, and like it's no monolith. There's no yeah. like media to get you, but there there are a lot of stories that kind of prey on parents' fears. And when I was doing the research, I came across a lot of stories of like teen dies from cardiac arrest from caffeine. Yes, this this is they're true stories. Yeah, yeah, right. But this is like. One story I found was a teenager, like in a very small period of time, like two hours, had a latte, a large uh, diet Mountain Dew and an energy drink. Yeah. So that's intense. And you don't understand what their health state was before that either. Like, did they have good diet and exercise around those two hours too? Yeah. But it is like the one kid that I just referenced. I just pulled up his story as an example. He was 16 and he did not have a pre-existing cardiac condition that they knew about or that they could detect after death. Yeah. That's just a load of caffeine. Yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse my language, but like (laughs) that's like their bodies literally can't handle that. Yeah. So, you know, you definitely, as you get into the teen years, want to talk to them about that because caffeine does give you a buzz. And in a lot of ways, I think what you said at the very beginning is true that like there is something that feels illicit about coffee to kids, right? So like before you can like sneak a beer or have a sip of wine or I guess teenagers don't drink wine. (laughs) (laughs) They drink like white Russians. I don't know. Yeah. Right. (laughs) In some cultures they do, right? Yes, that's true. You're right. It's very American culture that we're like, no, you don't drink. You don't even have a sip of anything until you're 21, supposedly. (laughs) Supposedly. Supposedly. Wine coolers, Stacey. I think that's actually what Wine cooler, there you go. Or a 40 ounce of like, what is it called? Um, Malt liquor. Yeah. Do they do? I feel like that's what Brian drank when he was a teen. I mean, that's what I drank when I was a teen. You could get at the 7 Eleven. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Yes. Um, Get us back on this idea that coffee. So, like, if they're getting, if they're getting like a little bit of a buzz and that's something that they're into, thinking about quantity is definitely like something that you should consider. Yeah. It is addicting. Um, it does have some side effects, and it, Isaac knew about those. He'll share them with you. I know. It I was like, a, I'm so proud of you, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, right? He was so, like, measured about it. Yeah. It is a stimulant, so there is the whole thing about sleep, like you said. A lot of those specialty coffee drinks, a huge problem with them is that they're massive and they're packed with sugar. Like, so much. Oh my God. And fat too, if that's a concern for your yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, so that is a big deal too, that you really need to think about. Cause a lot of kids aren't just drinking like a morning cup of Joe at home. They're going to Starbucks and they're getting like s'mores fraps. Yeah. Cause that's what it is. We taught, we, t- Isaac was like very clear, like the fraps, which is basically a milkshake with caffeine in it, is 100%. what they want to order. A hundred percent. So, you know, that's really the rundown. I think that there's another one little piece that we didn't talk about with Isaac, which is that Starbucks actually has much more caffeine than a lot of other coffees and oh. not just their cold brew. So a 16-ounce Starbucks coffee has about 330 milligrams of caffeine. Now, let me give you some comparisons. 330 milligrams. A 14-ounce Dunkin' Donuts coffee, 145. Wow. Is it because their drinks are espresso-based? I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really good question. Is it that or is it the way that they brew their beans? I don't know what makes caf- uh, what makes coffee more or less caffeinated. Without so, like digging into any research, my understanding is the darker the roast, more caf- the more caffeine like is concentrated in the beans because okay. you're like cooking out everything else, right? And like an espresso roast bean and a French roast bean have more caffeine than something that's blonde, which is really interesting because you love a blonde. I do love a blonde. Roast. I'm very sensitive to caffeine though. Yes. I think also like the method of extraction, 
like of the caffeine being pulled out of those beans makes a difference in how strong the coffee is. So like espresso, because you're um, taking like a very concentrated amount of ground coffee and rushing hot water through it under pressure has more caffeine. And then also cold brew has more caffeine because it's a longer, slower extraction period. So it has like a long, a nice long time to just like pull out all yeah. the great flavors and also all the caffeine. So that's my like a ba- very basic understanding. I believe of- you. <laughs> That sounded smart and informed. I believe me too. I believe you. Maybe we'll find some actual research to back that up for the show notes. Yeah. And you'll share these couple of stories that you're pulling this data from too, because I think people might be interested in reading further. And so again, just one quick thing before we throw to Isaac. You know, we did that quick comparison between Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. Here's another interesting one. Maxwell House or Folgers. So just like brewed from grounds. And those are pretty like standard supermarket brand coffees. Like if you're buying, you know, artisanal beans or something like that, it's probably higher. But compared to Starbucks, 330 milligrams of caffeine, those only have 160. So there's a lot. And here's the deal. According to the Academy, American Academy of Pediatrics, Children 12 years and younger should not have any caffeine at all. And kids older than 12, but still in the childhood, Mm -hmm. should have more than 85 to 100 milligrams a day. Okay. So they shouldn't even be having a full cup of coffee at home. Right. So it's basically they're saying ingesting an amount that exceeds like 50 milligrams per pound is considered toxic. Wow. And places a kid at risk for a caffeine overdose or caffeine toxicity. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. We should, though, like temper that with saying decaf is an option. Other things like making sure that they're, if they're choosing to drink caffeine, whether it's a coffee or a green tea or a frap, um, making sure that they have food in their stomach too, because that would sort of impact the digestion of the caffeine and how it like impacts their nervous system, right? So there's a lot to consider when you're making a choice about like what what caffeine and how you're going to allow it as that becomes important to your teen or tween. So let's, speaking of your teen or tween, let's speak to mine. And then at the end, I'll tell you like where I think we're landing. Hi, Isaac. Hi. I'm excited to talk to you. Yes. I'm going to cut to the chase. Okay, cool. Okay. Like, what's your deal with coffee and like Starbucks in general? You seem to be like... uh, mm, I'm probably mom exaggerating here, but slightly obsessed with Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. What's the deal? I'm, I'm telling you. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Well, Starbucks isn't just coffee. It has other drinks. Okay. And they're unique. And like most other places don't have like a green tea latte mm. or... Stuff like that, or like passion fruit tea or something. Mm. Like uh, it's very unique. Okay, so why do you need those drinks and like any of them? So is it not about the caffeine? No, it's about the flavor and it's really good. I mean, I can't argue with that. <laughs> but is it wait, I also have a question about is it that coffee shops are cool that like going to a Starbucks with your friends is fun? I mean, yeah, it's fun, but it's just there's so many different options that most places don't have. Okay, okay, so we live in Brooklyn. And actually, Megan lives in a super hip city, too, in Boise. Yes. Like, if we took you to, like, a very cool hipster cafe that had, like, fraps and green tea, like, matcha lattes, like, would you be as excited or no? Um, it de- I would have to see it first to be that excited. And then... Maybe, maybe not as excited, but definitely close to that much excited. Okay. So I wonder if it has to do with like the reliability that you're going to get these favorite drinks Mm. and that there's like this huge menu to choose from. Yeah. And you know what you like, so you can go and you can order what you like. And that's like very your personality, but I feel like a lot of kids like Starbucks. Like do all your friends. Yeah. Like I think that's the appeal of Starbucks, right? Everybody likes Starbucks. Yeah. No matter where you are, you can get the same green tea frap. Mm -hmm. 
from Boise to Brooklyn. I know, but that's what I don't like about it to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a Starbucks and it is nice every once in a while, especially if you've had bad coffee like several days in a row. But I love the idea of going to a cafe that's independently owned and being like, oh, what's the matcha latte going to taste like here? And like that surprise. I like that. Okay. So, but it's not about the coffee necessarily. You're saying Isaac, like This is my question. Do you have an idea of what drinks, whether it's like at Starbucks or anywhere else, have caffeine and if the caffeine like impacts your body? Yeah, well, I know it drinks half caffeine, definitely. And I have caffeine very rarely. Like I don't usually have caffeine. Is that by your choice or do you feel like that's Um, enforced? Both, both. I know caffeine stunts your growth and I don't want to stunt my growth. (laughs) Yeah, you want to be as tall as possible so you can play basketball well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I do feel like you ask me for caffeine more and more. Yeah. More than when I was younger. Okay, why? Because it's starting to taste better. Yeah, but you can get the same taste. Like a decaf coffee tastes like a regular coffee. No, I know, but I don't ever get regular coffees. Oh, I yeah. special flavored drinks. Okay, so like if I flat. gave you decaf coffee, you'd be psyched? Not as psyched as I would if I was getting a frap. Okay, how about a decaf frap? <laughs> I'm like really okay. digging in here because <laughs> I do think my sense is that caffeine really is a little bit of interest. And maybe I had thought it was bigger, like it was more interesting to you than it actually is. But I don't think it's just like, oh, caffeine's on the side. Like, I think you care about caffeine. I think you're curious. I care about it. Okay, curious? Um, <laughs> maybe. No, but I know how it tastes. There's not a lot to be curious about. I don't know. Do your, do any of your friends drink energy drinks or caffeine drinks, like soda or Red oh, Bull? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Red Bull. Okay. But well, like, do- they drink caffeine. They definitely have soda. Okay. Do they do drink like- coffee? I don't think normal coffee, but I think those flavored drinks, but not decaf. Okay. Is it because, like, do your friends think caffeine is cool? I'm not sure. Okay. You're all trying to feel it out, it sounds like. Yeah. Starbucks is definitely the cool thing. Yeah. So that's part Uh, of the appeal. Okay. So I have a question because you you have equated caffeine with taste a couple of times, which I get because caffeine is mostly associated with coffee. And that coffee is an acquired taste. Yeah, definitely. Have you started to associate caffeine with wakefulness? Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. 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 If it's if I'm getting a frap as a dessert, like I recently in New Jersey just got a um, frappuccino for dessert and I got it decaf because I knew uh. I would be up all night if I got it. Even though it has a little, I'm still too young to have it at night. But if it was like in the morning as a treat, I might. I might get caffeine. Ah. I, just, I don't want to be up too late. That's really smart. I can't have caffeine after lunchtime where I don't sleep well as a grown-up. either. Yeah. And caffeine can make you anxious. Really? Caffeine can make you jittery. I mean, a lot of people talk about how tea has a different, like the way the caffeine plays out on you has a different effect. Yes. Yeah. And it's more steady and even instead of a crash. Yeah. I also find that like cold brew coffees where the oh. coffee is extracted via a cold brew method have more like the caffeine impacts me more. I'm more anxious, more jittery. Really? Yeah. They're like high octane coffee. I should tell Mike. Okay. So I'm going to tell you an observation that I, I've, the reason why I asked that question is because I've noticed that you're starting to sleep in a little, which is just yeah. like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I mean, the latest, I, the latest I've slept is nine o'clock. Like uh, you are an early riser ever very? since you were a baby. You've been waking up at like 545, 6 a.m. Like yeah. I will take 9 a.m. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Except I don't wake up at 9 a.m. Like 730 is my late. Eight is my late. It's true, but for school at the end of the year, I had started to, I wake you up every day. Well, that's because I'm not excited for school. That's because I want to sleep in for school. <laughs> and on those days, you're like, can I have green tea? Like, you're starting to be like a sleepy head on weekday mornings, and then you're wanting like a little bit of caffeine to get you kickstarted. And I feel like I've been 
doing that a little bit. Like I've been loosening it up a little bit. I mean, recently you offered me green tea. I did because you were like super groggy and you had to go play a full day of hardcore basketball. Yeah. So. And that's the worst feeling, being tired and having to be physical. Yeah. So I, that's what we're trying to explore in this episode. Like, how much do you really know, do young people really know about like caffeine and coffee and, you know, their desire for coffee drinks? Is it about being cool? Is it about being awake? Yeah. How about sugar? Do you know how much sugar, sugar. is in the drinks you choose at Starbucks? Because yes. this is actually relevant to younger kids yes. too, who I know, like Ella, right, Megan? Ella's obsessed with the like unicorn tie-dye frappuccinos, which don't you can get without any caffeine, but they are like a sugar bomb. I didn't even know those existed. <laughs> He's like, like, note to self. It's but- better. It's better <laughs> if you don't. Stick with your green tea wrap. Yeah. yeah. But like... I think Oliver recently has been getting into frappuccinos because yeah, they're he tried sugar yours. bombs. True. But they're like sugar bombs. And I know that. Um, that's why I don't have it often. I don't get it every day. What's up. I get it like once or twice a week. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than I get, Starbucks. No, like, I know, but... As a, I'm not judging you. I'm just like, no, like that was my reaction. So as a kid athlete... What do you make of it? Like, are you putting a full picture together of how you like eat during a day or during a week? Or are you just like, oh, this is a sugar bomb, but I want it. I'm going to get it. And then I won't get it again for another few days. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of think that way, because especially because I feel like I'm so active and I'm young still. It doesn't affect me as much. I mean, I know the sugar does, but. I don't think there are major downsides of getting a Frappuccino once a week or Starbucks once a week, but that's just my thinking. Yeah, I get it. So when you say there are no downsides for you because you're young and you're active, what that implies that there are downsides for other people. And I'm kind of curious, older people, what do you think the downsides are for them? snap. Well, I just think (laughs) they're not as active, first of all, because they have to go to work every day. Unless your work is an active work. Okay. So you have way less time to be active. You're not playing around. You're not burning it off. And then what happens? Um, It depends. If you have good metabolism, you're fine. If you have bad metabolism, I would stop drinking Starbucks. Especially if you're not active. Yeah. Because what do you think? (laughs) Like, what's the bad result? Like, just general bad health? Bad health, possible obesity. Just from drinking Starbucks. Interesting. If you drink Starbucks frequently and you don't exercise, I mean, yes. Okay. I think there, that's there's really no wrong insightful answers. because like, I think people equate Starbucks as more of like a healthy option. And at the end of the day, kind of is like any fast food, right? If you're like going and you're ordering a really tall frap and like one of their croissant egg sandwiches, you're getting a lot of sugar and fat. Okay. So I just want to quickly, before we get off the line, circle back to caffeine, because you said that it stunts your growth. And I think that's, it is true. I think pretty much I told you that, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which was my shorthand to get my point across. But I believe that's only if you drink it in great quantity. Yeah. What I've recently learned is that actually the risk of getting a young person in the habit of frequently going to places like Starbucks, and we're not picking on them. Is it like addiction? No, (laughs) but it's, it's that you're not realizing just how many calories and how much sugar you're consuming. So it's exactly what you talked about that. Like, yeah, if I'm doing it today, I shouldn't do it again this week or only one other time this week that when you start to lose sight of that and caffeine is addictive. So that's the other piece of the, if you don't get the decaf version. Yeah, that's why grownups get headaches when they don't drink their coffee. Yes. yes. And you start to drink that every day and suddenly you're in a really unhealthy habit. Yeah. So I think that's the main concern. But just quickly out of curiosity, besides getting addicted to it, which yes, it has addictive properties, but like being addicted to caffeine is like- It's not I bad, think it's, but it's right. like- 
Right. If you get headaches, you're going to want to drink your coffee. And if you get Hansen's at a young age, it will stunt your growth because you're eating it in large quantities. Or you will have a big intake of sugar or calories or something. Yep. But is there anything else that you know of that, like any other information you have about caffeine? Uh, not really. Yeah. All right. Not really me either, to be honest. Me either. <laughs> I know, I have- which is why we want to dig into it. <laughs> yeah. And now we have Isaac as an expert. Okay. I have <laughs> one, one more just for fun um, question. What is your go-to Starbucks order? Oh. It's you can order. the matcha latte I get is sugar free. <laughs> it's definitely sugary, just not as much as a frat. So if I'm getting something and I can get something sugary, like after a basketball practice, I'll get a frappuccino at a s'mores or something. Okay. But with I'm, whipped cream and everything on it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no judgment, just curious. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to get it, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if I'm getting something less sugary, I mean, I know, a matcha latte, I know it still has sugar, but I right. also get everything grande. So the second smallest size. Okay. AKA medium. <laughs> no, there's like a tall grande venti right. and then there's one more really big one. Like Trenta. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Trenta. Trenta. We know that because of dad. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, my God. Who has a venti and a shrenta in one day. Whoa. I've seen that. <laughs> it's a, his his coffee. Actually, he's totally changed recently. True. But he has been known to have, to consume a lot of caffeine and have coffee. Have a big caffeine intake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Megan, well, quickly. Stunt his oh. growth. It did, oh, it sure <laughs> did it. There you go. <laughs> Let's pretend he started at 24, though. Yeah, let's pretend. Um, Megan, real quick, what's your favorite Starbucks order? Ooh, I like to do um, an Americano if I'm doing hot coffee because I feel like it's more consistent and less bitter than their just like regular house brewed coffee. Mm -hmm. And then I like love as a treat either an iced vanilla latte or a cold brew with vanilla sweet cream, which is also iced. Ooh, I like that. I and haven't I, tried that. I usually stick to the grande as well. Stacey, what's your go-to Starbucks order? So yeah. I never, ever get <laughs> any of the flavored things at okay. all. And I get a grande. And actually, like, the most flavored thing I get is the green tea matcha latte. Okay. And I reduce the number of scoops. So it's made normally with three scoops, but because their matcha powder already is mixed with sugar, if they make it the way they normally do, it's way too sweet for me. Wait, do you mean pumps or scoops? No, scoops. I think the matcha latte is made with powder, not a pump. So I get, I think if it's, if the grande is three scoops, I get two. If it's four scoops, I get three. I don't remember. But that's my summer order. But really I would say 98% of the time, I just get a hot, blonde latte, no sugar, whole milk. Wait, so do you Very like boring? <laughs> do you like hot or cold drinks? Oh, good question. I want my coffee hot all year long. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> I am- <laughs> wow, guys. I drink, we drink hot coffee at home always, but when I'm ordering out, I tend to get iced coffee in part because I feel like when I'm out, I usually have both kids with me and sometimes like juggling two small children and a hot coffee is just, it's dangerous. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. So yeah, iced. What about you, Isaac? Hot or iced? Well, I don't get coffee, but when I get drinks, I always get them iced. Always. Yeah, always. Even in the winter. You used okay. to like, that's true, but you used to like that steamed flavored milk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm. Yeah. No. Okay. Mm. I like ice drinks. <laughs> they taste okay. better. Okay. <laughs> at least to me. Seems to be all about taste. Yeah. Yeah. For me, at least. Okay. I bet that reflects a lot of people's opinion. Yeah. Like taste and like getting that taste reliably. Yeah. And that's why people love Starbucks. It's the same no matter where you go. It's true. Even internationally. Ooh. Fancy traveler. <laughs> no, um, you don't. You don't let me go to Starbucks when we're in different countries. I don't, and I get I get frustrated with your dad when he does it. I feel like we're somewhere else. Like we should try. If ever there was a time to try local, it's when you're traveling. 
But there's some comfort in the familiar, too. So if you're, like, in a strange place, I mean... I know, guys. Just playing right. devil's advocate. All right, yeah, guys. Yeah, Mom. I know. <laughs> Isaac, thank you All for right. talking Isaac, to us. Isaac, thanks so much. Stacey, I really loved talking with Isaac. I felt like he was so cool and a little bit earnest. And I was really shocked to learn that it's all about Starbucks, not any cool coffee shops in Brooklyn or anything local. It's just that big old chain. Yeah, it was funny. That was kind of surprising to me too, because to be honest, I really feel like he kind of downplayed a little bit how curious he is about caffeine, or at least what I perceive. I mean, you know what they say, like there's someone's, there are two perspectives in a conversation and the truth is somewhere in the middle. So maybe I'm just super tuned into it, but it does seem like he's starting to be curious about caffeine and how it can help you wake up. But you're right. I mean, he acted like it was really just about these like sugary treat drinks and hanging out at Starbucks. <laughs> I don't know if it's different for teenagers. I mean, he's still just 12. Yes, right? And we're, we are careful not to call him a tween because we think maybe he wouldn't like that label. Actually, I said the other day, oh, you're like, I refer to him as a teen because he's going to be 13 in January. And he was like, don't call me that. Like, he doesn't want to be a teenager yet. Oh, do you think that think he thinks oh. that means more responsibility? I don't know. He doesn't do anything now, so. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, okay. I'm kidding. That's almost a good segue <laughs> to this question uh, that I had after we talked with Isaac, which is, we don't do Starbucks on the regular, like, as our daily coffee fix because it's expensive. So, like, how are these kids earning, are they just spending their allowance on Starbucks? Uh, yeah, I think so. And they're like, I, a lot of them, I think, have the app and it just doesn't feel like money to them. Oh. Right. So like they pre-order it. I mean, I live in New York City, so I don't know like how rarefied this experience is. Yeah. Where kids are walking around with apps that have parents' credit cards loaded up onto them. But yeah, I think that's part of what they do. I'm going to say something that I'll probably will take back later, but I never want to give Ella a preloaded credit card of anything. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so fair. I know, but it probably, it's just like all the things you say when you're as a new parent or like in different seasons, you're like, I'm never going to do that. And then as soon as you get to that season, you're like, what ifs? I'm doing it. Other parents are doing it. Well, Um, Isaac keeps a certain amount of money in his backpack cash uh, every week that comes out of his allowance. And that's for like getting pizza or whatever. Well, we're going to talk about this soon in an episode. Yeah. Junk food, which he can spend his own money on. I'm not going to monitor what he spends with his own money. Um, And that's what he uses for Starbucks. And sometimes he gets his friends to buy it for him. Oh, (laughs) but then does he ever have to treat back? I think so, but I really don't know. He's crafty that way. Oh, we should have. We're <laughs> going to have to bring him back. We're going to have to ask him more questions like in the junk food episode. But I do feel like this whole thing. Okay. Caffeine aside, which was our original intention to explore that or maybe just mine. Yeah. No, I'm curious because Ella's really like interested in Starbucks and she wants to know about it. I thought it was interesting. And maybe you could tell I was fishing a little bit. Yes. When he was talking about how, well, you know, if you're like me and you're young and athletic and you're moving all the time, having one or two of these sugary drinks isn't that big a deal. But it did seem like he was implying that if you're older or maybe you're not moving as much, (laughs) that they weren't good because, and he didn't say this, but I felt like maybe he was thinking, you'll gain weight. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because on one hand, this is such like tricky territory when you're talking to teens and tweens these days, because on one hand, they're right. Like if you're not moving, you know, calories in calories out, right. You can be healthy at every size, but this mindfulness about what you're putting in and then how active you are and how it fits into your diet is a really good thing. But then that connection to weight kind of left me uneasy. 
He didn't say it, but I felt like that's what he was thinking. Well, aren't you guys also having com- like even more in-depth conversations about the idea of intuitive eating? You're not necessarily calling it that for him, but also like coupled with his interest in athletes and taking care of his body so he can be like the world's best basketball player. Yes, the world's best. (laughs) You heard it here first, people. I mean, he traveled like on your vacation with a basketball. He he has a certain amount of dedication to the sport. Yes, a, a great deal of dedication to basketball. Yeah, so we talk about it a little bit, but it's it's interesting. You know, at this age, it's really hard to figure out what they're taking in and what they're not taking in because they're kind of blasé. They're in this very in-between, hence the name tweens, right. time when they still very much listen to you and are attached to you and are watching you, but are also like trying to pull away and think that, you know, we're being too like watchful and too like serious and, you know, whatever it is. So like sometimes he's kind of rebellious with his food or he thinks he's being rebellious with his food. (laughs) You got to get it where you can get it. Right. I know. But then I hear him when he's talking about it, like really taking in not just messages from me, like he was very aware of that Tom Brady book that came out. Yes. That was really like talked a lot about Tom Brady's diet. He's like really interested in like LeBron's diet and LeBron is a partner along with like Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these other athletes in a new um, supplement brand. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's protein powders. I can't, I'll put the name of the brand in our show notes. Great. So he's aware that if you want to be an athlete of the highest order, thinking about food and what you put in your body is, is a big piece of that. Right. You know, and he's right. How you eat is a really big piece of how you condition yourself. It's just not necessarily the in the only or the, even the primary indicator of health, how your body looks isn't, especially if you're a non-athlete. <laughs> this makes me know that we're going to need to do a whole episode about kids and like how we talk about healthy living and eating with them and also like nutrition for teens who are like very active. Yeah. I feel and- like that's a whole other game. And then how you can give them that nutrition specifically now I'm talking about kids who want to be athletic at a higher, like at a higher level, they're trying to achieve something specific, like, you know, training for the Olympics or wanting to be a division one college athlete or even division one high school, whatever it is. I do feel like there's this line you have to walk where you need to talk to them about how they eat. And it's very specific. But how can you give that, that, how can you share that information without inadvertently fostering disordered thinking around food or like this feeling like I have to control everything I put in my body in a way that becomes, I don't know, maybe questionable or destructive at a time when you're still just developing. Oh my goodness. It's like a really easy, light question, Stacey. Oh, it's intense, right? So- <laughs> But, you know, back to the coffee thing and the Starbucks thing, like it is, it's, that's a ton of sugar in each of those drinks. Mm -hmm. So I was really glad in the end that he was just aware of that. Yes. I need to make him more aware of the price though. I think you bring up a really good I mean, I'm more, it's, it's more like cheap Megan over here (laughs) (laughs) being like, you're spending $3 on a coffee every day? Shoot. I wanted to say, because even though we've mostly been focusing on like teens and coffee because they're exploring caffeine um, in their diet and how that affects their bodies, that um, my kids are still interested in Starbucks. It feels like a novelty yeah. to them that we can like drive through somewhere and get a coffee drink and get a snack. Oh my and God, so- pause, pause. I love and I'm so jealous that you have drive through Starbucks. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh yeah. In New York City, we don't have that anytime Mike and I are traveling and there's a drive-through Starbucks, we get really excited. Uh, do you? I yeah. feel like it's standard. Like I won't even go to a coffee <laughs> stand that's not a drive-through. Like, ugh, yep, drive-through. Um uh, Okay, go continue. 
Well, no, it's actually like a good segue and funny because I, w- I was wanting to mention that um, a few years ago for Kitchen, I did an interview with Sally of Real Mom Nutrition. Love Sally. I love her too. And she's like just no really no nonsense. It's like no judgment around how you feed your kids. And it was really great to talk to her. The premise was, okay, some days you're running from like school pickup to after school activities and you want to be able to like go through the drive through at Starbucks and order a snack, like get yourself a coffee and then also get filling snacks for your kids, like what to order. So one, there were a ton of people in the comments on that story where they were like, what is a drive through Starbucks? Like, is that really a thing that exists? Yes. Because not everywhere has them. But apparently I've only lived in suburby places where you can get them. <laughs> and then the second like surpri- really surprising thing that has stuck with me for a long time of, from that conversation with Sally was her suggestion that sometimes what you're ordering at Starbucks that you think is the quote unquote healthier choice, like banana bread, is actually more sugar than, say, the actual treat, like a cookie or a cake pop. And so really to decide, like, are you having a snack? In which case, ordering one of their like bistro boxes or a string cheese or doing a steamed milk is a better choice for like a high protein snack or treat it as an actual treat and let them like get a water and then let them get the cake pop or the chocolate chip cookie instead of like trying to pretend that it's healthy when it's not. That's really, really smart because I wouldn't have thought of that, but it's true. Like we've talked about this. Quick breads are often just like, and muffins too. Yeah. As much sugar as cupcakes, maybe uniced cupcakes, but still. Still. And that cake pop, is so much smaller and it just is a way of managing the sugar, right? And it probably feels like way more of a treat. Like you win mom of the year for getting a cake pop. Yes. Right? You're not getting any hidden veggies in a cake pop. Oh, versus zucchini. Well, no, I'm saying like when you're getting the cake pop, you're not getting you're not getting any hidden veggies versus like when you're making zucchini bread at home maybe that's your objective you're getting a little bit of extra fiber in there yeah but can yeah. we just talk about that for 2 seconds yes. because what i mean come on people this is not your serving of zucchini <laughs> <laughs> it's really not i appreciate it and i'm not judging because i do it all the time. I'm like, no, Oliver, please at least get the zucchini bread. Yeah. And like, I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, just get the cookie. Just get the cookie. And I will say, like, to really kind of wrap it up and think about why I do go to Starbucks and stop at these places, they're convenient, but Starbucks, I can always count on to have a hard boiled egg as a snack yes. available for me or cheese sticks. Whereas when you just stop at a random cafe, especially a good one, you're likely to just have baked goods as your Mm -hmm. snack option. And so if that's what your plan is, fine. But if you're just stopping because you need a place to stop, uh, I agree that like thinking about those snack options, what you're going to do for a treat, and then knowing that there's always going to be something that's lower carb, higher protein, um, is a real appeal for me personally. Oh my goodness. I'm just having this realization that the reason that all those teens and tweens love a Starbucks is because it's consistent and they know what to expect yeah, and they right? know what to order. That's why they don't want to go into the fancy coffee shop because it feels unfamiliar and like they can't order the same thing everywhere. Yeah. Like and they also, can at Starbucks. It's comforting. It <gasps> is. Totally. Right? I feel like now I understand. Before I was like, why Starbucks, Isaac? You're too cool for Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, it's like a warm, cozy blanket that he's going to walk in and be able to get a s'mores frap. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cozy. It's so cozy. All is right in the world. But this bottom line on caffeine, I mean, if people tuned in wanting to know like, okay, is there a definitive answer? Did they figure it out? No. No. I mean, I think it's really a personal decision. We know it doesn't you know, impact growth. We, (laughs) we broke that myth, Yeah, but there are health implications. The amount of caffeine that young kids can take in is really different than the amount of caffeine that we should be taking in as grownups. Although I even have a question about that, that we're not going to answer today because Isaac's almost as tall as me. 
Yeah. Right? He's not very dense. Though. No, he weighs a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like there's no answer. I do feel like it seems like around 12, 13 is when they start asking. And, um, you know, when your kid's that age, maybe like take a look at the research, listen to this episode again and kind of refresh and figure out what's right for your family. Yeah. And you can always like sit down with that app together and figure out like, what are some go-to orders for your kid? Like, yes. Hey, this fits our, our ethos around food and eating. Like it's not too much sugar. It's going to make you feel full. It's going to feel like a treat, whatever, you, whatever your parameters are, you guys can figure out together. And that's a great point about the app because I have found that when I'm with Isaac and we order off the app, he like, first of all, I can control, like, he'll be like, he'll just go to his go-to orders. So the matcha green tea latte and I'll reduce the number of scoops in it. And he doesn't know that I'm doing it. It's usually like a grande is made with three scoops of matcha powder and their matcha powders pre-sweetened. And I do two scoops and I don't usually tell him till after because he never notices And so I have a little more control when I pre-order on the app versus walking into a Starbucks with him where he's like looking at the menu and begging me and seeing the picture of the whipped cream and saying, please, I just want whipped cream this time. (laughs) So that's another like quick tip to just like pre-order on the app, have a little more control over it. I think that's so smart. I want all of our listeners to hop into our listeners group and tell us what their go-to Starbucks order is and then see if we can get like crowdsource suggestions on all the best things to order at Starbucks if you're with your kids or with your teens or tweens. So you can find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group. Answer the question with either whiskey or painkiller. Either one of those are acceptable answers. And most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And you know what? If you like what you hear, please rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes a really big difference mostly to our hearts, but also (laughs) (laughs) it helps other people find us. So we really appreciate it. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy N., Samantha Gatsik, and the whole team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. She doesn't, they don't call it her cell phone. They call it like one of those phones that's attached to a cord and a machine. It's called a landline, <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> that's amazing. It's a phone, and, but it has a everyone wire. Everyone used to have one in their house. I kind of want one again. Oh my God, do you want it to be rotary? <laughs> don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes or leave us a review.